beautiful people to another episode of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. I am your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 183. Yo, we, we have a lot to discuss. It, man, this weekend was a big fight, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Houston, yo, I, I think we have a problem. Texas, fam, I, I think we have a problem. Your judging sucks ass. It, it, it's just the reality of it, man. So we are going to discuss all things combat sports related. We are going to go ahead and recap this past weekend's UFC 247 headlined by John Jones and Dominic Reyes. So today I had to bring in the big guns, man. But before I go ahead and let you guys know what's happening... I have to let you guys know about the plug, about our sponsor, about Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatchicago.com. Again, sageeatchicago.com. They cook and deliver healthy meals and deliver directly to your home or office right here in Chicago. If you are not in Chicago, that is totally fine. Sage Eats also offers fitness mentoring and nutrition consultation they cook they deliver they help you out with your programming all the above man check out sages today man apply promo code fight for 10 percent off of your first three months also let your friends let everybody know about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe the fight podcast everywhere podcasts are available Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You could also check us out at the website, thefightpodcast.com. And also follow your boy at Serge Vicente. That is everywhere at Serge Vicente on on Facebook, on IG, and on Twitter at the Serge Vicente. All right. So on today's menu, I am joined by the guru. Brandon Camille, man. And the reason I had Brandon come on today is because of this. Yes, he is my boxing guy. And yes, we do have to discuss Gary Russell Jr. So I had to bring my mans on the show. But he is also starting to learn a little bit more about MMA. And I had to make sure I brought somebody else on to bring a little bit of a different perspective for you guys. And there was a lot of questions that I saw on Twitter this weekend that Brandon was actually talking to me about after the aftermath of all the fights. So I wanted to bring him on because I wanted to make sure that everyone's questions were answered. So, Brandon, I'm so grateful that he actually came on the show yesterday or on this episode. And um, you know what? Without further ado, this is episode 183, my recap of UFC 247 and the entire fight weekend with the guru, Brandon Camille. Enjoy. Brother, thank you so much for joining me on this young Monday, bro. I'm I'm good, man. Everything is everything. You know, I figured I'd catch up with you earlier in the week. I saw some John Jones this week and I had a few questions. Oh, bro. Well, look, man, before we get started, for all of us who do not know and, and you've been under a rock, man, today joining me on this amazing podcast, episode 183, I am joined by the guru, Brandon Camille, man. He's joining me on the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. Hey, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming on today, man. Oh, thank you for having me, man. It's always a pleasure. Oh, absolutely, man. So check it out. Um, the reason that today's a little bit of a special day and and it has been slow uh, beginning part of the year. And every Monday I always break down the past weekend's fights. 
there was a little controversy this weekend. There was a little bit of uh, questions to be asked. And I'm not going to lie to you. When this fight actually came to fruition, I think like most individuals, I thought Dom would be tough. But I thought that John would end up winning the fight. After watching the fight. By by decision or by a submission? Um, I, I said I actually, I, I thought that John needed to have a good performance. Um, I think he's had a couple poor performances back to back. I expected John to go out there and be John Jones. I, I expected a, a late stoppage. I, I think I said a late round uh, submission. I expected, but it didn't end up coming to fruition, man. And actually, at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how you scored it, and I'll ask you in a moment. I know you watched the fight as well. But for everybody listening, man, look, man, I, I think this fight was pretty easy to score. This fight was three rounds to two. Dom Reyes and New. But the judges in Texas, it, it didn't seem like they felt the same way that everybody else did. Yo, how did you see? And again, I have you on here. I know that MMA, you're not the MMA guy usually, but brother, you know fighting. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm with you and the new. 3-2. I think it was a very easy fight to score. The first three rounds went to your boy Reyes, and then the last two rounds went to your boy John Jones. I, I didn't see much controversy there. If anything, you can say the controversy would be how the third round was scored. Because I think the judges were unanimous, with the exception of one, in saying that Reyes won the first two rounds and Jones won the last two rounds. No, uh, so, the- that, no. so two of the judges actually gave <laughs> John Jones round number two. Wow. Exactly. Did not know that happened. And here's the thing. Well, well for, for the for the rest of the world, that's the point of contention. N- no shit. So here's the thing. I want to bring this up because it was so, so crazy. When you look at actually numbers, um, this is actually the first fight ever that John Jones was actually outstruck in a fight. Okay. Uh, not only was he outstruck, and again, let me let me pull this up round by round. So check this out. In terms of round two, it actually was Dom Reyes' most dominant round. Two out of three judges gave him the fight that round. I'm going to go through round by round and talk about, and I'm going to say just the, uh, the, the strikes landed. John Jones, 17 to 27. Reyes, 23 to 59. Round two, John Jones, 22 of 37. Reyes, 33 of 68. Round three, John Jones, 19 of 34. Dom Reyes, 26 of 45. Round four, this is John Jones' biggest round, and this was actually Dom Reyes' lowest output. 20 of 34 for John Jones, 13 of 41 for Dom Reyes. Round five was a much closer round, 26 of 34 for John Jones, 21 of 46 for Dom Reyes. Dude, what the fuck? Now, and I mean, uh, go ahead. Even as a fight fan, I know, especially in MMA, strikes aren't going to tell the story of the fight. But the sheer fact of the matter is, there wasn't that much else going on. Well, here's the thing this fight took place at a distance. This would not be the case if there was a lot of grappling, a lot of clinch work and everything involved, but this fight, that wasn't the case. It was essentially a kickboxing match. And if it's a kickboxing match, 
fam, Dom Reyes won. So, a uh, quick question here. In the third round, I believe there was a takedown. No, John no Jones takedowns. Take no takedowns. Sure? On, only takedowns landed were in round four and round five. He landed one in each. Because I wanted to say he went for a takedown, maybe got him down for a quick second, and then he got up in round three, didn't, like maybe towards the end. Didn't get him. That was round get, four? Didn't get him down at all. He attempted two takedowns, didn't even come close. Okay. All right. But if he goes down and, and pops right back up, you, you get credit for a takedown. control. You do not get okay. points unless you actually get control. So okay. that's the thing. I can't sit there and hope that, you know what I'm saying, if you just take somebody down, their butt hits and you stand back up, you didn't do anything with the position, so I cannot really give you big points. Okay. So, that, so that's the thing. So, again, and, and I've been... I can't lie. I've been upset about this for a number of different reasons. Uh, what first and foremost, the judging is atrocious. Um, there was one judge that gave this four rounds to one for John Jones. You should never be allowed to judge ever again. Now, for and it, people saying, "Oh, it should have been a split decision. Oh, it should have been a draw." First of all, no, it shouldn't have been a draw because there was no ten eight rounds. So you can't make a draw in any capacity. There was also no 10-10 rounds. These five rounds were very easy to score. One guy was doing work, one guy wasn't. And here's the thing, the ones that were close, we can say the fifth round was close, and we could end up saying the third round was close, right? I'm going to throw, because that was the one that a lot of people had. A lot of people said I gave John the third. I've heard a couple of different individuals say that, but I'm going to be honest with you. After going back and looking at it, Here's the thing that Dom Reyes did. His game plan was entirely predicated off of utilizing movement. So I hear a lot of people saying, oh, first of all, that notion you have to be the, beat the champ to be the champ. Fuck you. No, I that's terrible. I have to win the I fight. That. I hate that shit. It is the yeah. dumbest thing ever. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Like, I, I had someone send me a text that said that that night. You got to beat the champ to beat the champ. Like, no. Like, he won the fight against the champion. He should be the champion. Now, what you were focusing on is, is the scoring of the fight, and I want to stay there. Can you tell me a little bit more about the significance of where the fight was located and any particular scoring intricacies in there? By so, so here's the thing. People of Texas, I was going to say I love you, but I really don't. Uh, <laughs> so you're just going to turn heel? <laughs> you know, hey, look, man, we should never allow fights to happen in Texas again. Specifically, not a championship fight. Now, granted, the, this was in Houston, Texas. The arena that um, was housing this was where the... Uh, where the Rockets play, it is actually owned by Lorenzo Fertitta, one of the one of the guys who used to own the UFC. So there's a business relationship there. They're going to end up playing. Now I get that, right? But Texas is historically bad when it comes to judging, not only for MMA, but for boxing as well. That's the reason why Triple G doesn't want to fight Canelo over there. Because of the bad and the terrible consistent judging. They have this archaic system that only rewards individuals for coming forward. Is if they don't have the nuance to understand that that isn't everybody's style. So what you're saying is I'm going to sit here and just give somebody points because they're coming forward. What if my style isn't beneficial to that? So you're saying my style doesn't matter? 
So I think it's ridiculous that that's how they're scoring in Texas. However, that is how they're scoring on Texas. They have a, a governing body. They have a board of some sort. People vote and they say, these are our rules. Yes. Taking into account where the fight was, taking into account that those rules it, it, are it, actually it, it in place. It you still no. feel, do you, you still feel as though the judges were wrong? Absolutely. 1,000%. Now, here, I will say this, okay? I thought it was relatively clear, but in terms of a robbery, I cannot say it was a robbery strictly because of that rule you, we just stated. You're right. Um, and if the, these individuals gave John one more round and it was three rounds to two John Jones as opposed to three rounds to two Dom Reyes, I do not agree. In fact, I vehemently disagree. And but it's most within the realm of possibilities. But it is in the realm of possibilities. And I am not mad in that capacity. I'm heartbroken for Dom Reyes. I'm fucking heartbroken for Dom. But at the end of the day... I, I can understand. The thing that I think I am most upset about is the individual that gave it four rounds to one to John Jones. Because what that tells me is this. You didn't even watch the fight. You can't get you cannot tell me there's four rounds to one for either of those fighters. But if you give me four rounds to one, I can argue Dom Reyes four rounds to one. Because even in that fourth round, do not forget the fourth round, he had John Jones staggered. So if we're talking about in terms of straight up damage done, because that's how we're supposed to judge fights, who ended up doing the most damage? John Jones didn't do the most damage in that fight. Even if we we judge this at like old school pride days. So MMA pride days, um, that's the, 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 the Japanese organization, one of the premier organizations way back in the day. Uh, the UFC actually bought them out. Um, but there, you had some of the greatest fighters of all time to come in there. Fedor Melinenko came from there. That's where we first saw Vanderlei Silva, Dan Henderson, Rampage Jackson. All those dudes came from Pride. So the way that Pride used to do it is they used to judge the fight at the end. when it, And they used to judge the fight in totality, right? That's how they used to judge it. But that's not how we do it here. You judge fights... And the way that it's supposed to be done. And here's the thing. I got a little bit of beef because this shit felt like some Iowa caucus ass bullshit. This shit, when you looked at it, like there was, if you look at the scorecards, literally half of the scores are written in. The other half is typed in. Yo, there was some bullshit going on. And and here's the thing. John Jones has officially become the Canelo Alvarez of MMA. Whoa, the, the Canelo Alvarez, you think so? I guess. I can see 1,000%, that. 1,000%, because there is now a number of interesting decisions. You have the Alexander Gustafson fight that most people gave to Alexander Gustafson go John Jones's way. That was five years ago. You have the last fight with Thiago Santos, where a lot of individuals gave it to John Jones, I mean, to uh, Thiago Santos. I didn't really, but I understood, and I wasn't mad with Thiago Santos winning, especially after I've watched that fight again. And this one as well. So anytime there is a close matchup with John Jones, it seems like the refs just close their eyes and hope and just be like, you know what, I'm going to give it to this, this guy. He's officially the John Jones MMA, man. It is one of the most disheartening things that I've seen because here's the thing. 
when you look at this fight and we look at what that what actually happened in this fight, here's the thing. And, and, okay, let, let's let's talk about actually the fight itself, right? Yeah, and and, and I want to address that. Like, yeah. oh, sure. you know, John Jones still is the consensus greatest of all time. He still is your light heavyweight champion. He did yes. some good things in the fight. So, what do you think he did well? And then where do you think he could have improved that? Because I have my own takes on that, but I want to hear from you. So I'm going to be honest with you. So this fight in its entirety, well, this was an amazing fight. This was a great fight. From top to bottom, amazing fight. Even though I do not believe John Jones won this fight, John Jones performed. And he showed once again how, how, that, how he has this championship medal. This was his 14th title fight that he has won. This guy has been doing it. He's been doing it for the jump. People do not give John Jones enough credit for the chin that he has. My man got a beard on him. You hit, you hit that dude with sledgehammers, and he doesn't go anywhere. John Jones also is one of the best defensive fighters that I have ever seen. You talk about somebody who can go out here, and he literally, for shots to the head, he dodges two out of three shots to the head. He's that good. You can't hit him. Now, a lot of that has to do with his length. He's able to post up. But one thing he also does extremely well is he actually rolls off of punches better than most. He never really absorbs a shot. If you actually watch John and go ahead and compete, um, it was a great, it was a very entertaining fight. The pace. So, I, so when, you, when you talk about striking defense, he's probably best in the division. Oh, I think he's one of the best in the sport. Oh, wow. I mean, there's a reason why he's the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Um, politics and everything aside, John Jones is incredible. Uh, he's one of those guys that, again, the way he moves, the way he he uses, he's extremely cerebral in there. But that's also what made it so impressive about Dom Reyes. Dom Reyes was out there setting traps for John Jones, and he was catching John in those traps. Oh, dude, they were going back and forth. It was it was the that is the definition of high stakes chess. It was beautiful to watch, man. Um, I don't think people were giving Dom enough credit in terms of the takedown defense. People look at Dom and they think about his his level one takedowns in terms of his level two. So, for instance, level one is that like initial shot. Can I stop that initial shot? Level two is if I got you in my butt, can I get myself back up? He proved that he can do both of those extremely well. Extremely well. Dude, because he was John Jones was in deep on some of those takedown attempts, and the way that he was able to shuck John off, who was the national JUCO national champion, fam, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Now, don't forget, Dom Reyes, you know, he 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 tried out for the NFL. He was there long enough to get a cup of coffee, but still, my man's actually is that caliber athlete, and he is huge. Not many guys dwarf John. He kind of did. And I'm talking about, I'm not even talking about just height. Like, he's a thick boy. Uh, what's his height? They're both listed at 6'4". But okay. Reyes looked like he was about an inch taller. Okay. You know, so, I mean, look, man, the fight itself, I think, was an amazing fight. It, it really, out of a night that well, had some okay well, fights, it was a great fight. What, what, one thing I haven't heard, everyone speaks about the decision, but what did John Jones do well? So, John Jones... His adjustments that he makes, the way he was able to go out there, and first of all, his cardio. He got that championship cardio. He got outpointed. He got outstruck from the top, right? But here's the thing. He's so accustomed to having these long fights 
the fourth and fifth round, he keeps coming. One of the most incredible things is look at this. I'm going to go through his numbers again. His output, he never had anything less than 17 strikes landed and never had anything more than 26. For literally from rounds one to round, uh, to round five. That's impressive. To be that big and to keep that pace is an amazing thing. So he kept an amazing and a hard pace the entire time, which you got to give him credit for. And again, I think one of the most important things is, yo, his defense and my man can take punishment. Some of those body shots that he took, oh my God, dude, he got kicked in the face and didn't even move. So I would say you're speaking about his pace. I would say from my point of view, he started out a little bit slow. The first two to three rounds, you could say he was getting outpointed, but to me, it just looked like he was starting out a bit slow. He didn't have any urge, urgency. He didn't have as much aggressiveness. And I but understand. I think that was you know, more. That was more. Your, that was more of Reyes. And the reason that that happens is because John Jones and people also don't think about this. He's a rhythm fighter. John has to get a rhythm going. That's very normal to what we normally see. He never really gets going until rounds two or three. So very similar to what we look at like Floyd Mayweather. He'll sit there and take a couple rounds to fill you out. John does that also. He's, and he's great at it. But once he gets his rhythm, he's almost impossible to beat. And that's what Dom did so amazing is that he continued breaking John's rhythm. Every time John tried to get a rhythm, set him up with a trap, John would take his leg out. Or Dom will sit there and hit a, take a shot to the body. These are things that he did consistently through the fight that ended up breaking up John Jones's rhythm. Which brings me to my next point. And you know what? No, no I'm gonna wait for my next point. <laughs> I, 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 go ahead, keep talking. I, I, I want to figure. Like I said, I want to see what you're gonna ask me next because I want to see like in terms of John Jones's longevity. So. Okay, so in terms of John Jones' longevity, where do you see the division in 2020? And, you know, we're not too far out from 2021 now. So do you think he keeps his belt through 2020? And if, if not, who do you see being the champ in 2020 and 2021? Well, okay, so here, here is a couple of our questions, right, when we really think about it. Because a lot of people are already thinking, like, yo, does he stay here? Does he get the immediate rematch? Or should he go to heavyweight, right? Or, I mean, just a simple question. Has John Jones fallen off? That's a better question. Um, Because to me, the the casual, I'm like... Yes, John Jones has absolutely fallen off. He's looking a little suspect. He's not doing the things that I, someone who don't watch the sport, is looking for him to do. Some of the, you know... Some of some of the real cool, 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 awkward strikes from different angles, spinning elbows, some of the aggressive, aggressive wrestling and, uh, yeah. and submission submissions. Those aren't there. He's not even taking you down at this point. OK, so, so, here, so here's the thing. And, I, and I'm going to shoot John Bell a little bit. Right. And, and, and that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that shit up. Um, here's the thing. John Jones has been fighting. He's been fighting as a professional since he was 19. He won a title. At 23, he is now 32 and has never lost. He has been fighting the best of the best for a decade. Not only is he fighting the best of the best in a decade, he has dominated. Not one, not two, but now he's going into the third generation of light heavyweights that he has been dominating. And we have to sit there and take that into account because check this out. Yo, John has... I was reading this earlier. 
five hours and 40 minutes of film on. That's a lot of film to break down so that we can see every little tendency that you have. Five hours. This nigga got six hours of tape on him. Dude, you, you, got, you got wizards out here breaking fights down. So it's only a matter of time. So, yes, to answer your question, has his skills deteriorated? Absolutely. Defensively, no. Offensively, he's absolutely slowing down. It can be because, granted, in the uh, it's a lot of wear and tear, man. It's a lot of training. Think about it. Not just the fights themselves. Think about all the training camps that he's been in. Think about he had a, a toe literally almost fall off. At, he beat Chael Sonnen's ass so bad. His toe fell off. And that's why he has to- tape on his fucking toe, bro. So that's probably why it might be more difficult to go ahead and shoot in on a motherfucker too. If you don't have the same push. Now, granted, think about it. Six hours of tape. I know what you do well. That, that, that says something, man. But yes, his skills have deteriorated. Okay. So does John Jones hold the belt for the going into 2021? <laughs> Who is going to be the champion in 2021 in the light heavyweight division? Are, are we going to get a hot take? <laughs> it will be easy for me to say Dom Reyes. They don't get it. Dom is the future of the division, right? Is he getting that rematch? I don't think so. Not for a I while. I don't think so. I do not. I do not feel good about it. I don't. I don't feel good about it. And I'm gonna be honest with you. They, I think they're gonna try to protect that man at all costs. And I and I don't think he gets it. Now, if he does, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But Dom is not the guy that I think is gonna be the champion in 2021 in light heavyweight. The champion of the UFC's light heavyweight division in 2021 will be none other than the last style bender, Israel Adesanya. That man, that man is going to end up being the champ. Now, six months ago, if you would have said that, you would have sounded like a real casual. But we've seen a we've seen. Adesanya continue to improve. We've seen John Jones have another lackluster performance. So now we're starting to see that gap close. I don't think I sound like casual. I think I know something everybody else doesn't. If I said that six months ago, you told me I was casual. Yeah, because you don't know shit. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it that way. Uh, uh, But okay, the reason I say that is this. You're right. Right. You're right in terms of his skills deteriorating. But also we look at the stand up. I see what Dom Reyes did well. Dom Reyes on the feet until he got tired was out striking and out thinking John Jones. People look at Adesanya by being thin, right? He's not that thin. He's a skinny dude. He calls himself, I'm a skinny nigga in this Nigerian ass Kiwi accent. But he's the best striker that I have seen in MMA. He utilizes length. He is a far better striker than John Jones. Oh, Serge, you hating on John. That's what he's saying. It. No, I'm not. I've, I don't know how many times I got to say I think John is the GOAT. But his skills are deteriorating, and now there is a blueprint. 
And now we saw the thing that bothers John Jones. We saw it with Thiago Santos. We're seeing it again. Who, who didn't have no knees? This nigga literally had no knees. But now we got, you know, he and he he was out striking John. Now you got a guy that got tired. But if he can, if he was able to continue the pace, he would have done more. He would have continued. You damn near would have won that fight still if he was able to keep that same pace up. Now, granted, the fifth round, he still landed over 20 strikes and actually threw more strikes than John in that fifth round. He just wasn't landing with the same uh, the ability. Adesanya will be able to do that. My only question for concern is the takedowns, but we're also seeing that John Jones isn't able to get guys down with the same pace and regularity that he used to, which for me, I look at it, this fight coming up next month against Yo Romero will be telling, very, very telling. Very. But John Jones, John Jones is still a big guy. Like you don't see John Jones just being able to lean on him. Hey, Adesanya has. It, we're not. We're not talking about an 100 or uh, what, 12, hey, 205 pounder. I, we're I'm, talking about a guy coming up from 185. He's not as big. He'll put on some weight, sure. He walks, but, but he don't walk. His you, strength you forget, be able to keep up forget. with the goat. He Adesanya walks around at about 205 ish already, right? That's pretty much what he walks around at. He's not a 185 pound dude walking around. He's also big as fuck. Big shoulders. This motherfucker is every bit of 6'4 and a half, almost 6'5. If you see pictures of him and Dom Reyes standing next to each other, which I have, they're the exact same height. So he has also longer arms. So you're able to, he has longer arms than Dom Reyes, and he's a more cerebral striker than Dom Reyes is. Here's the thing, and I'm gonna say it right now. Not only does Adesanya beat him, he's Starches John Jones. He KOs his ass and becomes the biggest star we've ever fucking seen. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. That's what I'm here for, I, man. That's why I'm the underground I, king. I, I'm not I'm not there yet. I am. I'm not there yet. I, I need to see. I mean, I assign has done nothing but impress, and I haven't necessarily seen anybody start to ins- expose weaknesses in his game. I mean, you could say Gasolum, but I mean, that, that wasn't was a competitive no fight throughout. Yeah throughout the fight, I wouldn't call it being exposed by any uh, extending the imagination. Now, so we don't know. And we're also talking about a guy who already has the belt and has only been fighting MMA for two years. Think about that. The rapid pace, I've never seen anybody get but good I, I, this fast. But two years, that means he, his skill set is limited. John Jones, nah, as you mentioned, not, has been no, doing no, this no, for no, no, no. 10 He's no, been at the top no, of the no, sport no, for 10 no, years. no, 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 no. His wrestling is limited. His skill set is not. Think about it. He has he has over ninety fucking. He has over a hundred fights, bro. This isn't somebody who's just walking in here. He's fought at heavyweight. Only difference that John could do is is hope to take him down. Now, if he takes him down, you can cancel Christmas. But one thing that Adesanya has proven is that with his movement. And again, we're talking about somebody who's been slowing down consistently. I am looking at it in a year's time. That is another year of training camps. That is another year of getting hit in the face. We have all these things. If we've seen somebody who's, who literally pulled a big dude, pulling a fucking Lomachenko, moving laterally back and forth, he was able to do that. Adesanya will be able to do that in spades. I don't think he'll be able to, t- get, a, to get a hold of him, to be honest with you. 
I, I still think John Jones gets him. I think he submits him in that fight. I just don't see. I don't think being you know him to... well enough. You're going to say that every time I, I disagree I, with you. No, I, I, every I, I single just, time I disagree with you. But, but here's that's, the thing. That's fine. You, you, because here's the thing, though. You have, I don't think you've seen enough MMA, you know, and, and, that, and that's okay. That's okay. And here's the thing. Well, I, think well, look, he, well, look. I think he could take him down and submit him. I, but I, I think I've said that already. I'm just telling I, you, I, you have your pick for you have your pick for the fight. I'm here. I'm p- making my pick for the fight, and I still think John Jones submits him inside of four. When's the last time you seen John Jones submit anybody? Um. Don't worry, I'll wait. Uh, I, I I wouldn't know. So how can I, you? I was say gonna that? say, was it Anthony Corolla? Is there is that a, is that Who a person? Who the fuck is Anthony Corolla? He's a boxer. <laughs> there were there was a guy that who did he fight? He said the last person he submitted was Vitor Belfort. No, I think it was T- he ended it by TKO. So I have to look. So that's what I'm saying. Well, we can't sit there and say he's going to submit somebody when it's been years since he submitted anybody. That doesn't mean the skill set is like that. Doesn't mean the skill set isn't there anymore. There's and, a reason. And, and then we're talking about somebody who has it. Who's he getting? It's becoming more and more difficult to take somebody down. And something that we're starting to notice more and more in MMA when the elite guys come up in weight and they're accustomed to the size. These uh, bigger guys aren't able to do anything with them. And again, I'm not saying today you're right. I'm talking about in 2021. In I, one I, year, I, I, I still don't think Adesanya closes the gap in one year. Me personally, and that, that's, that's just fine. that's no, I, and I that's just what that. I've seen with, no, from John Jones over the career. I also think John Jones gets up a little bit more for that fight. I, so I mean, I, I think John Jones gets. I, I I'm be okay. So I'll put it like this. I'm, my bad. This was Anthony Smith. I'll put Anthony like Smith, this. but it, it was it was it was a TKO, correct? Yeah. No, that was a decision. Decision. It was a decision. That's what I'm saying. He's been decisioning the shit out of people, bro. I don't know what fight I'm thinking of then. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what you think about either. Yeah. I tell you right now, John Jones. Last time John Jones won via submission is. <laughs> last time he won by submission was damn. I'm good. Quentin Quentin Jackson. No. Nope. Rampage Jackson. Vitor Belfort, which was in 2012, was the last time he had a submission win. Wow. You just talking out your ass, bro. Maybe I am. I think his wrestling ability is enough to get him out of there. I'm, I'm wrestling is one thing. Now, if you said ground and pound, I, I'd be there with you. I, I, I could see either way. I think my only contention with what you said is you were saying submission, and I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He ain't submitting okay. nobody in forever. That's fine. I'll go TKO. Uh, that I could understand via, via via more of a grounding pound. Yeah, I can see. I can that that I can. Yeah, I'd be, I'm there with. I can I can see that. That would be my pick for right now. Any see, year. I, now. See, that's well, what I'm unless, saying. Unless I, I see, unless I see, that's uh, what I'm unless saying, I see Jones, unless I see our German, he is falling off. But unless I see a dramatic clip, I don't, a cliff. I don't know if. Adesanya is going to improve enough to close that gap enough to say, hey, I think Adesanya is going to win this fight because as of right now, I don't. And I just don't see the gap closing in a year. Look, that's fine. Um, Striking wise, if we're talking about ground level, it's different. But if you're talking about striking, Adesanya is leaps and bounds better than John Jones in striking. It's not even close. Absolutely. So so, so you're banking on the size. And, and, And here's the thing. 
the size only takes you so far in MMA. Yes, you're heavier than the dude, but he is so technically sound. I see that happening. I, uh, Adesanya will be the champion at 205 next year. Hot take, but you know, hopefully it happens. I, I never thought that fight was going to happen when they initially started speaking about it, but now it's looking more and more likely, and um, we'll, we'll definitely get that fight eventually. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, unless John gets starched, and I'm going to be honest with you, even if he doesn't even, fight... Even, even, if he, even if he gets starched, I think we just get the fight sooner. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I, I think we almost lost it. I think we almost lost it uh, this weekend. I, I thought we lost everything. I thought I, I thought the yeah. belt was gone. I, I knew yeah. it because I mean, I mean the fight he was lost. So easy he to lost. Score. It was so easy to score. Um, all right, man. Uh, in terms of that, the only thing I want to say is like I've seen a lot of people talking about different like point systems and things of that nature. Um, look, open scoring would be amazing. Five judges would be amazing, but here's the thing. We need to test them somewhere. So what I think the UFC should take the onus and start trying these out at some of these smaller shows. LFA, which is one of the premier regional circuits. Let's try some of these things out at some of these other shows. The same way the NBA tries out new rules with the NBDL. The same way the fucking NFL steals all the rules from the XFL. Fam, they need to go out there, try some of these things out, because at the end of the day, the judging system that we currently have is not working. The XFL restarted the other day. How's the NFL taking rules from... I'm, t- I'm talking shit, bro. Oh, I'm like, come on now. You're making these football shit. references. You just st- stay away from football, man. Yeah, I, I will. Now. Don't worry. That's, stay, that's just not chill, a problem. Just chill. I, it's no problem. I have no. I heard Philip Rivers is like getting traded or some shit. I was like, oh, that's crazy. I didn't let's, even let's know he played on. it anymore. Let's, let's, let's move on. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> All I know is my quarterback Phil, Phil, sucks. Rivers will be a, a free agent for the first time in his career. I, all I know is my quarterback sucks, and I would pay attention to football more if we had two of the black quarterbacks that we should have had. A black quarterback still just won the Super Bowl. And he was supposed to be a Chicago Bear, but we chose Trubisky instead. I mean, a lot. I, I'm not going to say he, he wouldn't have been Patrick Mahomes on another team, but Andy Reid is an amazing coach, and I do think that— I'm like, happy for that dude, man. Yeah. I'm he's, happy he's for Andy Reid, man. That dude has been coaching longer than most of these kids playing now. That, that man, I'm happy Remember, that dude finally he, get he, one. His son died a couple years back, too. Oh, come on, man. You got to bring it down like that? Oh. Yeah, I mean, he, he was like— I think it maybe committed suicide outside the arena or something like that. It was, it was bad. Man, it was, let's it was... just keep positive energy on this show. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, for him to come back from that, that's, that's the positivity that's of the story. That's true. It is positive, man. Um, all right, really quick, man. Um, Valentina Shevchenko uh, won in the co-main event, completely dominated her opponent. Um, Caitlin Coogan, who's extremely dangerous. Uh, everybody wants to see her fight Amanda Nunes next. That should be the fight, but I don't think they're going to make that happen. I don't think Amanda Nunes wants that fight right now. Um, these are the two best women that I've ever seen compete. Last time they fought, I had Amanda or Valentina uh, Shevchenko winning. Most pundits who you talk to had Valentina Shevchenko winning. Um, Valentina Shevchenko dominates her if they fight again, but. Who has gotten better since they've last fought? It's definitely Valentina Shevchenko, and I love Amanda Nunes. But um, I they, they don't don't do that fight yet. Have her clip, make her make her a bigger and bigger star, and then we should didn't have fight. didn't uh, Nunez, Nunez beat her twice? Yep, and both times was extremely controversial. 
controversial enough to justify a third fight? Absolutely. Because everybody, everybody. A Marquez type of situation? Yes. Everybody is like, dog, Valentino won this fucking fight. It was, I put it like this, it was more clear than John Jones um, uh, fucking this weekend. Yikes. Yeah, like Valentina beat her ass. Okay. Well, I'll be back for that fight yeah. <laughs> whenever it happens. Oh, whenever it happens, it'd be great. These are the two greatest women to ever compete in MMA. Shit. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, they're amazing. Like, dude, I wouldn't fight either of them. They beat my ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right man um check it out there was some boxing this weekend though man just a little bit just, just a little, little bit of like, boxing i'm warming and, up and, and uh <laughs> and, and, my, and my mans who has 37 brothers all named gary russell jr was out there competing gary russell jr went out there and defeated king tug and um I had it a little closer than the judges had it, but uh, it was still a one-sided decision. I think Gary Russell looked incredible. Um, yes, he, he slowed down a little bit towards the, the, the end of the fight. I don't think that takes away from his performance. Um, yo, Guru, how'd you think about the fight, man? Another great performance from Gary Russell. Um, I, I think Gary Russell is just good for boxing. He is just a boxer through and through him his entire family you hear it in all of his interviews he he really loves this sport he loves to compete he said the other day he said look if you call my name out i'm i'm trying to fight you i'm trying to make the fight he said i don't care if you're 200 pounds i am trying to make the fight and that's the type of energy that you're always going to get with gary russell whether it's lomachenko which is the lone loss on his record to javante davis wish there, there was a little you know drama in that fight people think he just got washed he didn't Something's going on personally, so that's a fight that I would love to see again. Uh, definitely a fight I would love to see again. But I mean, whether you're talking about Lomachenko, Tank Davis, even, um, oh man, what's uh, Shakur Stevenson? You know, it, it doesn't matter. He's keeping that same energy. Leo, but no, Leo wants Santa to fight Cruz. Him. He wants to fight Leo. He's been calling out Leo. Now, the funniest thing I mean, I, Everybody I, wants to fight Leo Santa Cruz right now. Yo, and here's he's a, he's a, he's a crazy Here's the crazy thing. Yo, he can fight. <laughs> Leo's not a scrub. <laughs> But they thinking they got him at the right time. But you know what? Gary's been calling him out for a minute. Gary Russell has called a lot of people out, but he's saying he can't get the big fight, so he will continue to fight his man once once a year mandatory and continue his year. Yo, somebody on, on Twitter, man, they was out there like, yo, Gary Russell finished his year off strong this weekend against King Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> that... Ah, that's just hilarious. Unless, unless we get that, uh, unless we get that Leo Santa Cruz fight, I don't really other see any other big fights coming his way. He probably will be finishing his year in style in all of February. Duh, um, nuts. But it, it's terms of like what happened in the fight. Um, King Tut, a very no no educated. King Tug, think King Tug, very educated pressure fighter. Um, has a, has, hey, has he's a limit. good. He's good, he's pressures good. you all fight, has Olymp- Olympic pre- pedigree, but he's not 
super irresponsible on defense. He's he's pretty responsible. He just got outclassed by uh, you know ring generalship as as Gary Russell said, box, boxing IQ, and he's just able to make adjustments. But I mean, King Tug made a good account of himself. But that hand speed, that movement, it, and when he puts it all together, it's all too much. And then he comes out there. He says, "Okay, I'm not going to move anymore. I'm going to fight toe to toe with you because this was my game plan." And I think that even though you're larger than me, I can beat you toe to toe. And he beat him down toe for toe, toe to toe for a little bit. But he controlled the fight through and uh, through and through. Easy unanimous decision to score. And, and, and I, mean, I just think the question for all of us is just who's going to fight Gary Russell? I don't want to see him in there with another mandatory. I want to see Gary Russell in there with, you know, with the top dogs. He deserves that. And I think he needs to just drop that belt at 126, go to 130, and just compete for a title there. Because quite honestly, the names aren't necessarily there at 126. And anybody that comes through 126 is trying to move up from one to 130. It's a way more compelling division. It's more more money, better fighters, better opposition. I don't see why Gary Russell just does. Uh, he loves that WBC title. I get it. Just, but just drop it and go fight at 130. I think his in terms of his legacy, that that would be a lot better for his legacy than whatever he's doing at 126 right now. Oh, I agree with you, man. Uh, I think it, it's time for him to go ahead and move around. Yeah, I think get, get some get some fresh blood, man. Um, obviously, I would love to see him compete against um, Javante Davis. I, I would love any of those fights, but I think he needs to start, you know, leaving his weight class and searching for those fights to happen. Um, yo, I agree with you. He's great for boxing, man. He's a great personality. Um, amazing walkouts, you know, with the coming to America vibe. Uh, dude was incredible, bro. So um, all in all, I mean. Listen, listen to the champions at 130. Miguel Burchell, Leo Santa Cruz, uh, Jojo Diaz, and Jamal, J- Jamal Herring. You got, then you got Oscar Valdez. You still got Tevin Farmer. You got names like uh, Carl Frampton. Like the division is crowded with big names that you can make fights with. There's nothing. Not gonna not to say there's nothing, but Josh Warrington said he. I believe he said he wants to move to 130. Shakur yep. Stevenson. He also wants to move to 130. Leo Santa Cruz is already at one 130. So I mean, you know, unless you're gonna make a fight with like Kid Galahad, like it's just not many people I'm all that interested in. They're not going to put him in there against a guy like Mick Conlon to smoke him. Facts. Facts, man. Um, so what do you think? Do you think he fights again this year? No. Nah? Um, I, I think I think if we get a, a, a Gary Russell at all this year, it'll be maybe a Q4 bout. But I just don't see him fighting again this year. I'm not sure why he fought so early this year. He's usually around April or May. But e- either way, I'm, I just don't see him getting one of those big fights. Because, I mean, he has to go to another weight division, and I don't know. I, I know he is willing to, but, like, who, what 130-pounder is going to take a take a fight with Gary Russell? He got to get—I mean, but he, he's a PBC guy. A good thing about PBC guys is, despite it not happening often, they can go fight anywhere. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I can't wait to see what happens, man. He looked amazing this weekend. Um, hey, man, he's one of the best in the game. If he is more consistent— People will be talking about him, I believe, in the top 10 pound for pound. Oh, I said one of the other ways that he could force it is just fight way more often and just force the conversation. But he just he wants to fight once a year. I get it. But I mean, he has to take the downside of that as well. Absolutely. No, I agree, man. I agree. Um, Bro, aside from that, man, it was a good fight, though, man. And like I said, a good boxing weekend. I will say this also. Cal Brook got back in the game this weekend. He did, man. What you think about his knockout seventh round knockout win? 
It was, it was all right. It was all right. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think obviously he did some good things. I believe he knocked him down in the second or the second or the third. Um, you saw shades of, of Kel Brook. I think DeLuca got to him at times. Not anything too serious, but, you know, he got to him at times. But it was a dominant performance against a guy that doesn't matter that much. So how much of a measuring stick is it? What do Not you think, a great one. What do you think about him calling out uh, Errol Spence afterwards? One rematch. Yeah, whatever. You're not going to get that rematch. Like, no. unless Errol Spence has uh, plenty of opponents to fight, bigger payday. Uh, yeah, he's not relevant. Kelbrook isn't relevant enough to call Errol Spence again. But, of course, you get back in the ring. You get a for your knockout loss, uh, a knockout win. Of course, you want to call out the guy that beat you. But not going to happen right now. Uh, so he can kiss that goodbye. Still has Amir Khan out there. That's a big fight that's uh, been in the making for a very long time now. Very true. Um, I think very true. Hearn said Hearn said his options are. I saw Teixeira, Rosario, and a Smith. Is there a Smith at 154? Who who would that be? Wait, say that one more time. Smith. Well, I'm Is there not a sure. Smith at 154? But he, he said, I, I think I saw something that said his options are uh, Teixeira, Rosario, and Smith. I thought it said Smith, but I don't know any Smiths at one, 154. So I'm not sure who that would be. But, yeah, those are the three options I heard about. Hmm. Hey, either way. So I, I'd be interested in seeing those fights. I, I'm interested in right now. I need to see Rosario against anybody. I don't care. I need to see the kid back in the ring. Facts. Super, super impressive performance against Julian Williams. And I need to see, is it really like this? Was it a flash knockout? I, I just got to see if it's real. So um, I'd love to see Rosario against anybody. Still don't know much about Patrick Shashira. Oh, Liam Smith at 154. Ah, okay. There you go. There I we like go. That makes a lot of sense. I'm, yeah, hey, I mean, I, I need to see him fight again. Also, um, well, speaking of speaking of, wants, uh, well, not 54, 68, man, uh, this weekend, yo, and I will talk about it a little bit more, uh, obviously coming up. But what do you think about the fights coming up this weekend, man? What's your excitement level? We don't even got to get into it, but excitement level uh, of uh, Caleb Plant's return. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm Luke on this. I'm like a. Seven, like yes, I'm excited, but is this the fight I want to see? No, I want to see Caleb Plant and David De- David Benavides. So let's make that fight because that's the fight to be made right now. They're on the same side of the fence. They're right there. I mean, hey, let's make that fight. So yes, I'm excited to see Caleb Plant fight this weekend. Mr. Sweet Peas, great fighter, great to watch. It'll be fun, but not the fight that I want to see. And you know, maybe I've been watching too much UFC. <laughs> How about uh, Ryan Garcia? I'm excited for Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia put on a great performance his last time out. He's fighting on the same car with Jorge Linares. Uh, Ryan Garcia, his stock has risen. You know, we were running, we were wondering, is he, you know, is he an Instagram model or is he the real thing? And he showed you last fight that he is the real thing. And he's going to want to continue showing that this weekend on Valentine's Day. And I, you know, I definitely expect him to. What I'm more interested in to see is how Jorge Linares comes back. Uh, I think he has one fight back after that first round knockout, but the word in the street is that they're grooming them to fight uh, later this year, which is a great fight for Ryan, uh, Ryan Garcia. Um, I would love to see what happens there. So, yeah, I'm excited for Ryan, Ryan Garcia this weekend, but he's not at the point where Caleb Plant is. Caleb Plant is a, t- is a belt holder. He got his belt. He took a soft touch. Now, now I want to see something legitimate. I agree with you, man. I agree. We'll, and we'll be breaking that, down, that fight down later on this week, man. But, yo, with that being said, B, anything else you want to touch on, bro? Ooh, there was something I was going to say. Oh, uh, Murata. Hey, man, this is not a boxing show. 
This is not he a is boxing out, episode. He is out of the Canelo Canelo sweepstakes. That was that was it. Okay, that was that's cool. For, for the, hey, for, I'm about for to this say. upcoming fight. All right, yeah, all right, the, all right. Just gotta, just gotta let it be known. My Monday episode is not a boxing episode. You you asked me here. You got me talking about Gary Russell. You got me excited. And I know, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm fucking with you, man. No, it's all good. No, well, I didn't think Murado was gonna get the fight, anyways. To be honest, well, they they said this fight is still very alive for September. It's just it's just out of the question for May. I think I, from what I've heard, Canelo wants to do that fight in Japan. So, despite what you may think about it, I think it's a very real possibility for Canelo. That's what the in, you know insiders in the industry are saying. So, who so do you, who do you think Canelo fights in May if he fights at all? Well, you have Billy Joe Saunders and you have Callum Smith. Those seems to be those seem to be the leading contenders. For some reason, I feel like it's going to be Billy Joe Saunders. I don't I, see I do it being uh, Callum Smith. And I believe that was my hot take this year that Billy Joe Saunders is going to beat Canelo. Only my hot take, not my legitimate take. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I'm not necessarily that's not the best fight. But yeah, you know, it's a, it's a belt. He's a relevant name. I'm not going to miss Canelo fight anyway. But. You know, there's a lot of fights to be made up and around those weight classes. Those guys like do not need to be taking soft touches right now. There's just too many names. Too so many big names, man. Oh, but well, Can- hey. Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders or Callum Smith, those are not bad fights, especially if he's going to fight at 168. But those are both belt holders. Absolutely. No, I, I would enjoy those. I hope it's Kill- um, uh, Billy Joe, just because I think stylistically that's that's a, a, a matchup problem for Canelo. But um, regardless, I'd be happy, man. Uh, yo, with that being said. EB, man, the guru. I appreciate you joining me today, man, and talking some MMA, man. I appreciate you having me back, per the usual. I will be back later this week to rap with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As always, bro, I appreciate you, man. I'll see you next time. My dude. All right, all right, all right. There it was, man. That was my conversation with the guru, Brandon Camille, man. Thank you, as always, for him joining the show. Uh, man, this was crazy. It was a crazy weekend. A lot, a lot of uh, questions. Hopefully, they were answered. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I want to reiterate. This this fight, especially with John Jones, was not a robbery. Okay? Um, I The way I judged it and many other people judged it, he lost the fight. And realistically, he should have lost the fight. But it is what it is. So um, I hope that Dom Reyes has an opportunity to go ahead and run it back. But I'm going to be very, very, very honest with you. I don't see him getting a rematch. And um, one thing that actually popped out that I thought was really interesting is that the other extremely close title fight that John Jones had in his career was five years ago against Alexander Gustafson. This fight with Dom Reyes and the fight with Alexander Gustafson was the exact same scorecards. The judges scored the fight exactly the same way. Fam, stranger than fiction, bro. This is nuts. I don't know what's going on. I I am starting to really believe that he is truly the Canelo Alvarez of boxing. If it's anything close, they're going to make sure they give it to their guy. Um, it doesn't take away from his greatness. He is still great. The same way that I feel Canelo Alvarez is still the number one pound for pound boxer in the world. John Jones is still, in my opinion, the number one pound for pound MMA fighter in the world. But those individuals, unfortunately, still get a little bit more leeway when it comes to these judges that truly do not understand the sport. 
And hopefully we in the future are able to do something different about it. But yo, check it out. Um, that's really about all the time we have today, man. Remember, each and every week we're sponsored by Sage Eats. Check Sage Eats out at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Also, tell your friends about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. The Fight Podcast, yo. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check us out there all social media platforms at the fire podcast follow me at serge vicente um yo thank you guys as always for listening i love you and uh i'll see you guys next time right here on the fight podcast deuces